As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Seemingly all of a sudden, a ton of the U.S. men's national team striker options are firing all at once. How do they fit into the team? John Muller is here to discuss. I'm Alex Abnos from The Athletic, and this is Soccer Every Day for Tuesday, August 30th. After months and months of begging any of the U.S. options at striker for the men's national team to break out and start scoring goals and grab a hold of that position, it's finally happened, but it's maybe happened too much. Everyone's All of a sudden, scoring. <laughs> everyone's scoring. A whole, a whole bunch of U.S. strikers are in form, which means it's time to break down what specifically they bring to the table besides goals, maybe their role on the team. Sam Skaskill has a big piece in The Athletic about that topic this week, and in that piece, he breaks down the options using John Muller's player roles, which we talked about in a previous episode of the show, all about that colorful wheel with all the positions and, and traits and, and things like that. Luckily, I have John Muller with me today. John, I want to dive into some of these different categories with you. We can talk about different options uh, within that category, and then maybe get some thoughts on which role generally would work best based on what we know about the way Berhalter likes this U.S. Benz national team to play. That all work for you? Yeah, let's talk striker rules. All right, let's start with it. So there are three main ones that Sam sort of outlines in this piece. Uh, they are target, finisher, and roamer. And we're going to go in order basically of which ones have the most players uh, within that category right now, at least as Sam sort of lays them out in, in the piece. And we're going to start with target. And I think it's interesting here that Sam has Josh Sargent as a target alongside Brandon Vasquez and Jeremy Bobasi. Because I feel like much of the discussion about him has been that he has not been playing as a target. He's been playing as a winger. He's been uh, a little bit more of a mobile sort of presence. Uh, what do you think changes about that? First of all, what are the characteristics of the target role in, in your sort of uh, in your delineation? And would it change anything for target for Sargent to be there alongside Vasquez and Abobasi? Yeah, so obviously there are, there are a ton of stats that go into the model and different ways that these roles can be different. But the easiest way with the strikers to picture how these three roles are different is to imagine what a striker does in the buildup. Uh, if he's a guy who's 
dropping in, receiving balls to feet, turning, playing creative passes, you know, doing a lot of linking with the midfield. That's probably going to be a roamer type, you know, your false nines, your hybrid wingers. Those guys are roamers. Uh, if he's a guy who's, you know, maybe dropping into midfield, but he's receiving long balls, uh, you know, he's, he's getting the, the ball and he's being forced with the defender at his back to kind of drop in and link play in a sort of quick up back go third man combination. That's probably a target man. Uh, and then if you've got a guy who's just kind of staying central as a reference point, maybe making runs beyond the line, that's probably going to be your finisher type. So those those three types uh, kind of are equally distributed across the big five leagues. I would guess that in the championship where Sargent is now, uh, target men are overrepresented just because that's how the championship plays. That's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Tried and true. Uh, so, yeah, he's definitely getting some reps at kind of a different role than he has in the past. Well, that's interesting. Let's let's move on to the second uh, category there uh, with two players within it. Finisher, uh, as you sort of outlined it, sort of as a reference point and very, uh, I don't know, it's a very descriptive category because they literally do the finishing. The two players here, <laughs> Jordan Pifak, who's off to a great start with Union Berlin in the Bundesliga and Haji Wright with Antalyaspor in Turkey. Between these two players, it strikes me that as, as might be appropriate for uh, both fitting under this category. They have very similar profiles. Uh, is there anything between these two players that makes one really stand out over the other to you as far as you're concerned? You know, we haven't gotten to see that much of either of these players uh, because Berhalter likes to use them in late game situations. You know, he's, he's very right. adamant. Like kind of the defining thing about the finisher role is that they're not that involved in their team's play. They don't get a ton of touches. They're not involved that much in the buildup. You know, they're there to score goals in the box in the final third. And that's just not how Burhalter's USMNT is like to play. So he brings them on in late game situations, you know, whether you're chasing a game and you just need somebody making those runs behind the line uh, or, or if, you know, you're up in the game and, and you're kind of sitting deep and countering a finisher can be useful in those situations. And I think that we'll see one for the USMNT and cutter in that same type of situation. I would go probably with PFOC just because I think that he has more familiarity with the team at this point. And I think that's probably going to win out in Burhalter's mind. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Last but certainly not least, Romer. Just one player that is listed here, Jesus Ferreira. Um, I think it's notable that he's sort of the only one that Sam put in this category because I feel like this makes this basically makes him a shoe in for the squad. Is this the role that's maybe we're most likely to see from the start uh, with uh, with Berhalter in Cutter? Yeah, I mean, definitely over Berhalter's what has been now three, almost four years in charge. Uh, yeah that's kind of been the striker profile that he's preferred is, is these kind of false nine types, these linkers, these creative guys, uh, Sergeant very much did fit that profile. Uh, 
the problem was that he was roaming too much and never getting into the box and sure. never goals. Uh, Ferreira, thankfully, can do both and, and has done both for the USMNT. And I think that that in itself makes him kind of a shoe in. Uh, because uh, the USMNT has good off-ball wingers, you know, Pulisic, Aronson, Ariola, Way, like all these guys are really good at making runs in behind. They like to play narrow. So when you have a dropping striker who can combine with the midfield, that opens up those spaces. And I think Sam writes about this uh, very well in the piece that uh, that those wingers can exploit. So, yeah, I think Ferreira will be the guy on day one. So if you have Ferreira as uh, the, the guy on day one, and let's just say that the U.S. takes two strikers. Who's the other one that you're picking right now on uh, whatever day this is in, in, in late August? You know, Sam thinks that uh, Sargent is, is going to be there. And based on the way that he started the season, I think that that's a credible pick. I think Brandon Vasquez has been tearing it up uh, in MLS. All the clips that I've seen of him this season have been very promising. Yeah. But I think that he just doesn't have, you know, kind of the – the experience with the team at this point to, to break in. So, yeah, I, I think that Ferreira and Sargent and probably Pifak are, are going to be the three guys we'll see. It'll be interesting to continue to see if uh, U.S. strikers find the form and especially interesting to see if they can carry it into cutter. But until then, John, thanks so much for coming on the show and breaking this down for us today. Thanks for having me. Before we go, a TV guide for today, all times are Eastern, and we have actually kind of a packed slate. This is going to be one of those midweek days where we have just a ton of games going on, an even bigger one tomorrow. But for today, for Tuesday, in the Premier League, we have three games of note, uh, four total, but three that I'm pointing out here to you first. At 2.30 p.m. on Peacock, Fulham versus Brighton and Hove Albion, pointing this out because Brighton currently up near the top of the league. They've had a great start to the season worth seeing if they can keep that going against Fulham at 2.45 p.m. Southampton hosting Chelsea. That'll be on Peacock. And at 3 p.m. Leeds United, America's favorite team against Everton. America's former favorite team, I guess, in the days of Tim Howard and Landon Donovan. I don't know. Anyway, they're on USA Network at 3 p.m. today. It's also a big day in Serie A. Three big teams all in action at 12.30 p.m. AC Milan visits Sassuolo. That will be on Paramount+. And then two games at 2.45 p.m. Internazional versus Cremonense. That will be on Paramount+. And Roma versus Monza. That will be on Paramount+. Plus as well. In Germany, kind of an interesting game at 2.46 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. RB Leipzig playing Teutonia Autensen. They are from Hamburg. They are in the fourth tier of German football. They've never been even close to the top flight, despite being around in some form since 1905. Interesting little bit of a mismatch there in the DFB Pokal. Obviously, if Teutonia Otensen from Hamburg are able to pull off that upset, that would be most enjoyable. Last but certainly not least in the Copa Libertadores, it's semifinal time, the first leg, Atletico Paranaense versus Palmeiras, an all-Brazilian semifinal. That will be on at 8.30 p.m. tonight on BN Sports. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic and listening in the app. Thank you so much for listening, and happy soccer to you all.